Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Oh, it's so good. So good to have football back fans in the stands. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, everyone's in the studio right now. Look at this. Look at this. Keyshawn. No, Mike. The, all right. Yep. Keyshawn's sending me some sign, some some sign language right now. Yeah, I don't think. Is it working? Oh, is it working? Yeah. Oh, there they are. Hey, hey, live. It's working. See, I feel like every time that happens, the individuals that connect everything in the studio do it on purpose. Yeah. To make it seem like they really are working hard, they take it apart, <laughs> and it doesn't work. We all panic, and then all of a sudden they plug it together. They go, "Hold on, let's see." Put it back together. Ah, it it's work. one little switch it's right there switch in there with the wires. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and they come in and all of a sudden they push a button. Actually, it's so funny. That happened to me this weekend or this week at home. One of our uh, side of our or in our kitchen, all the sockets went out. And you know me, I couldn't find anything. What's wrong? I, I did all that. Pushed everything, all the buttons. So the dude came over. Push one button. Yeah, I was like, I did that. He was like, no, nah, you didn't do the right one. Did you? Now, you weren't in New York last night. Jay, did you hear those fireworks last night? No, I wasn't going to say that. I was in my house when the late games ended, and I thought the Russians were on 42nd Street. I didn't hear an announcement of any fireworks. I came down. I was like, <laughs> didn't sound like fireworks. Well, I can I'm tell down, you for down sure, to- Max. I can tell you for sure it wasn't because the Giants or Jets won. That's for damn sure. No. There's no need to take jabs this early in the morning. That's for sure. No, I'm just saying it wasn't for the Jets or the Giants winning. That, 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 that was for sure. sure. That for sure. Can't, listen, but what? It, like, how, you know, how'd you feel about Week One with the fans in the stands? I feel great. I, I gotta tell you, watching SoFi Stadium last night. Crazy, right? I need to get there. I need, I need to see that. And then Keith told me they have a casino attached to it. Yeah. I'm gonna be losing money and watching <laughs> hey, football. Hey, yo, yo, Mike ain't working now. It's not. No. And Keith, but Keys is. Yes. So we got some technical difficulties going on right now, but this I'll is like three card Monty. Which one does? Which I'm next. <laughs> one of those guys out in LA too. <laughs> and they tried to work people. We'll have that conversation. Now my mic's not working. I, I no. don't know who's. I don't know. No. I'm just we're, we're talking. I'm well, talking I regardless. Can, I can tell you while you, while they're getting uh, Key and Jay's mic fixed, I can tell you <laughs> that not only was it great to have football back, but you know what? I it's been so long, you forget, especially early in the season, how much there is to watch all at once. Like, you need another set of eyeballs, especially with all the questions coming in from the preseason. I, now, wait, can Jay talk or no? Uh, who knows who can talk? Can, uh, I, I'm just going to keep talking. So, so anyway, there, were, uh, there, were, you know, <laughs> lot, there was lots of stuff that were – lots of questions yes. we had. We started to get some answers. Guys like Jameis Winston, Tua, Aaron Rodgers – Matt Stafford, et cetera, et cetera. But in case you were uh, sleeping, the slate ended with Matthew Stafford's three-touchdown performance, mm, right? He looked good. I night. thought there was a lot of pressure not only on Stafford but McVay because if they're like this guy, let's trade our number, former number one overall, two more number ones, uh, uh, a, a third-round pick to bring this dude in. This is the guy who's going to make it work. Key, what would you think? saw something that you said, okay, Mike, you know, after week one, 
observation, I would say, he might have got it right. Athlete eyeball test. He might have got, got it right. Athlete eyeball test, the Stafford arm talent we've all been Woo! seeing for all these years. Did that pop out to you? Yeah. yeah. Different, right? Than yeah, Goff. Yeah, yeah, it was a little. He, he might have got it right. He might have got it right, but it's week one. Let's just. We're going you know, you to pump the brakes a little bit? No, I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm not. Because I, I, I know where this is going. I know it's this, what do they call it, overreaction? Yeah, of course. Type yeah, of course. Everybody's gonna we got bills to pay. Come on. Everybody's going to put him in the Hall of Fame. Everybody's going to make it. This, this, like, hold on, because there's teams like Seattle and San Francisco and Arizona. They all won. <laughs> yeah, so this is a brutal division. Man. See what's happening within the division. What happened? I did feel like Jared Goff felt how Matthew Stafford felt last year just with the pass oh. rush that they had the whole game. I mean, they almost, they almost came back against the 49ers. They almost pulled it off. But you, you, you felt that for him. And then watching Matthew Stafford, knowing that the Rams only scored 34 or more points twice last season, they were 12-4, and four, it really seemed key like Sean McVay was like, okay, I can open up this playbook. Like, we can, we can throw the ball deep. There's not that inconsistency that we had with Jared Goff before. And it seems like Matthew Stafford can do things that are more off schedule. It just feels like they, they hit that stride more offensively. Or, or Chicago's defense is overrated and we pushed them up because it's the Chicago Bears. That could be, that could be true, too. And so, I am just want to wait. I give the Rams all the credit in the world for doing the right thing, winning, picking up Stafford. Let's just, you know, it's one game. And the Bears also had chances, and Dalton didn't get it, where they didn't get it done when they did have chances. But Stafford just – Stafford – look, I really think the pressure for Stafford is going to come in the playoffs, presuming they make the playoffs, because that game won in the playoffs, where it's a coin flip, maybe you're 60-40 to win. If he, lose, if he wins that, oh, okay, see, it was Detroit all the time. That's the reason he never won in the playoffs. But if Stafford gets to the playoffs and loses game one, oh, it's going to be bad for him. There are other guys around the league facing a lot of pressure in the regular season, but I don't think anyone will face more in the playoffs than Stafford. Yesterday, I felt it was like on McVay. Okay, you got your guy. What are you going to do? It looks pretty good. So it, it looks real good. I, you, again, can't complain with the, the outing. Um, he's got the – this is probably the most talent around mm. collectively that Matthew Stafford has ever had. And Sean McVay knows what to do with quarterbacks. Clearly, we saw what he was able to do early on with Jared Goff that led him to a Super Bowl appearance against the New England Patriots. So if he continues to just keep building, then I think Matthew Stafford is going to be something special for the Rams, and they're going to feel good about it. This is the first year in this offense, first game. As the games continue to keep going, he's only going to get better and better, more comfortable in the situation. And then the Rams will be one of those teams we talk about at the end of the year. And in the meantime – there's the Bears quarterback situation. They used Andy Dalton and Justin Fields a little bit. Here's what Coach Matt Nagy said about uh, the situation after the game. You know, I think that for him, the times that he got in there, that he did well. And, you know, it being his first game. And uh, Andy, Andy did a good job, too, of helping extend some of those drives and us going through that whole deal of how it's going to go. But uh, we'll continue to, to keep growing with that stuff and see what we want to do uh, with that. But... Uh, in the end, I thought, and again, I go back to that touchdown run. I mean, Justin did a, a great job, and then early in the game on the first throw, too. So just playing. Why are you yeah. now? Now, uh, now you should just play him, though. Key, see, it happened from from the the initial kickoff, right? Bears came back. They had like a fifty yard return. Then they had a running play on their second down. Had like a thirty yard running play. They're on the goal line, and Andy Dolan throws a pick. Now I know the ball got tipped, right? But you, you're watching now, and you're saying, "Damn." The first time you're seeing the Bears in the red zone, 
Andy Dalton throws a pick. And my thing is, I just Justin Fields brings more excitement to the field. Key, remember I He's said more this, dynamic. Though, remember I said Andy Dalton. I mean Justin Fields is going to be the starter this week coming up. Remember I said Second week, week two, week two. Yeah, I can see it. I can smell it. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I understand why you start Andy Dalton. It's not because he's better. Obviously, Justin Fields is better, right? It looks pretty obvious from the preseason. It's because you want to protect Justin Fields, make sure he's ready, give the offensive line a little time, whatever. But there's always the danger. If you lose games where they think if you got a little better quarterback play, you can win, that you sink your season early and if lose he, the team. That's why you got to stop the bleeding right now, though. So if you start him week two, you st- you put that you you now you stopping the bleeding because you've now re-energized your team, your defense, which is supposed to be the 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 killer for your team. So now you've re-energized them all over again. If you roll Andy Dalton out there, Andy Dalton threw the ball thirty eight times, man. If you throwing the ball thirty eight times and you got zero touchdowns, and you you've only thrown for barely two hundred yards, it's a real issue. Well, that means Bears you're de- not that means you're not pushing the ball down the field. And the Bears defense didn't look great. That secondary got carved up. Yeah, the Bears' defense hasn't been great for a couple of years now. They they had a reputation. They built the reputation the, like right, three Max, years it's ago. That, it's that reputation, like I said, it's Bears. Yeah. It's almost like everybody out in L.A. going crazy because UCLA beat LSU. I'm like, no, nah, man. Y'all beat LSU. Y'all didn't beat Joe Burrow's beat LSU team. Mm-hmm. Y'all beat the brand. Yep. So stop it. Justin Fields. Oh, did Stephen A. and Dan Orlovsky give me a give me problems when I said the Giants should draft Justin Fields? Well, we already they already have Daniel Jones. Yeah, I know, and maybe he could wind up being a good quarterback one day. But Justin Fields has a chance to be great. <laughs> he has a chance. Justin Fields has a chance to be great. Yes or no? Key a chance to be great. I think Daniel Jones might have a chance to be great. See, but the great word Max is I don't know. It's, it's one of them words that I don't like to throw out there. I think just to be excellent. Yes, Justin Fields has a chance to be excellent. Yeah, great is great. Great is, is a leg yeah, is a yeah, yeah, Great is different, time. man. You got it's a long body of work for years, multiple Pro Bowls, multiple championships. I mean, it's different. All right, we're asking uh, at Key J and Max on Twitter. What's your biggest overreaction from Week One? Be a part of KJM Nation on the Dr Pepper Twitter feed or call in line eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six ESPN Nation is presented by Dr Pepper. College football's back, so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr Pepper, the one fans deserve. And one of those overreactions might be that the MVP is trying to lose on purpose. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. It's good to see the teams back out on the gridiron. Lucky for us, that was just week one. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, is putting you in the center of the action for week two. New customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit by signing up using code KJM. Get in on all the action now. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the NFL action like never before with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's right, Key. Dance to it. Download the DraftKings app now and use code KJM. This week, new customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Enter code KJM to get a free shot at millions in total prizes with your first deposit. That's code KJM. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings. Dot com for details. 38 to 3, 15 of 28 passing from Aaron Rodgers. No touchdowns, two interceptions. What we saw in this game was what we call the old fashioned butt whipping by the New Orleans Saints. 
More Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. On Jay Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. That includes mm. my man Ryan Clark at 730. Boy, Aaron Rodgers had a bad day for the Packers after all that. So bad. Listen to this stat, okay? Key, I know you're a big stats guy, so listen to this one. <laughs> if he would have thrown the ball, according to pro football focus, he would have thrown the ball into the dirt on every play. He'd have had a passer rating of 39-6 because no turnovers, no sacks, right? So I guess a 39.6 is basically a zero as a passer for a passer rating. He had a 32.8. He could. He his rating would have been better if he had thrown the ball in the dirt. And what key? What happened? I'm 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 like them stunned. I don't know what happened other than what New Orleans did to him. Ran the ball well, effective. I think they ran the ball close to forty times. Not only that, Jameis five touchdowns, didn't turn the ball over, mm-hmm. and methodically at times led his team down the field when he needed to. Made all the right throws. That's all you need. You don't need to. And I, and I say this all the time when people say, well, you got to have Aaron Rodgers to win a Super Bowl. You have to have Patrick Mahomes to win a Super Bowl. No, you have to have, to have a, a coach that knows what the hell he's doing and not put the quarterback in bad situations. You could have Nick Foles. Right? You, yeah. Nick Foles, Brett Johnson with us. I mean, not guys that typically have the records in the regular season. That's what you got to have. And Jameis Winston, one of those guys yesterday. Uh, let me ask you a question, Keith. So last night I'm sitting there watching the game. They're, the Packers are down 17-3. to three. They're pretty much on the goal line. And Aaron Rodgers, like, very uncharacteristically, like, takes a shot deep downfield into double coverage. It was a horrible throw, by the way. And just watching him go off to the sideline, it just – there was nothing about Aaron Rodgers that I saw last year that looked like Aaron Rodgers right now. It just looked like he was a completely different dude. And just, just imagine this. If, if we were to talk about this during the summer, that we would watch Jordan Love in the game and Aaron Rodgers sitting on the bench – with them getting blown out 38-3 to by Jameis Winston. Like, what would we have said considering everything he just went through this summer? It seemed like it had to take somewhat of a well, toll. I'm not saying he can't bounce back because he can. But yeah. He wow. will. When they Damn. backed up like that, though, and you're throwing a ball, that's basically a punt right at the end. You're just getting – you're heaving it. You're getting rid of it. It it's, doesn't really matter at that point. And then when you say body language and things of that nature, it's one of those deals where Aaron Rodgers – in the, in the, he's seeing something as a quarterback, and he wants something dialed up. He's looking at certain coverages. 
and it's not happening for him because the game plan probably isn't working the way that they thought the game plan was working. Mm. So when they went into it, they probably went into it with a bad game plan to start. They just probably went into the game with a bad game plan. That's that's what happens when you get nothing going on offense is because not that the coach gets out coached, it's just that you didn't game plan. Want to hear properly. from Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely. Let's hear from Aaron Rodgers. Passive-aggressive Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you know, when a team's going to play that much two-show, uh, you got to be able to run the ball. And, you know, we didn't run it that effectively. Uh, I think we came in thinking they're going to pressure us a bunch like they did last time. But last time, you know, we had uh, Allen, MVS, and Swerve. And this time, you know, we had some different uh, skill guys, obviously Devontae being back. So they really didn't pressure us a whole lot. It was a lot of uh, a lot of two show, and they kind of held up with their front uh, front four, front six. Key, can, can I go for one quick second, real quick before I? Because yeah. I know Key's going to translate, translate. Into, yeah. into everyday <laughs> people terminology. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that kind of really gets me pissed off about Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, I get it, bad game, probably the scheme wasn't right, like Key alluded to in the first segment. But like, why do you keep throwing everybody else under the bus? You know what I mean, Max? Like, why? I Just mean, be a grown-ass I mean, listen, man. That, listen, I'm not – a lot of people feel that way. Go ahead, Keith. A lot of people no, feel I, that Max way. Would, no, would, I, so, so what's the translation, what you just heard, what Aaron Rodgers said? Um, That the game plan wasn't the way that they wanted it to. They play a lot of two-shell. We weren't prepared. Um, we, You know, when you, when you got all that two-shell like that, that means that the two safeties are high, the middle of the field is wide open. We should be running the ball. We didn't run the ball. We didn't adjust. We didn't get it done. And the part of we means that the coaches didn't make the necessary adjustments. So do you see <laughs> what Jay is saying about like – so that rubs you the wrong way because you're like, hold on, take some accountability, don't pass the buck. Is, is he passing the buck there? I don't think – I don't – he's passing the buck publicly, but he's not passing the buck internally. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like he's not – He's telling everybody what the problem is. Because it was the problem, right? It really was the problem. Mm -hmm. They didn't make the adjustments. Typically, at halftime, you go in, no matter what the score is, you get your little group together, you get on the board, they tell you, hey, they're playing X amount of coverage percentage this much, they're doing this on third down, they're doing that. We need to attack them this way. Clearly, they didn't have uh, what they needed to when they went to the game from a play-calling standpoint in their call sheet. But in their playbook, they certainly got some stuff that they could go to that would attack cover two if that was the biggest problem. Because mm. two beaters are easy. If you're running the ball and you can't get, you can't get, hey, running the ball, the middle of the field is wide open, okay? You put people in the middle of the field on deep crossers, deep in cuts. If they're running, if they playing cover two, you got comebacks that convert to uh, high corner routes. I mean, it's all sorts of different but stuff. But instead, their game plan played into the teeth of the defense, and they yeah, didn't you, adjust you, it. You didn't adjust it. I, I don't know why, just for some reason, I go back to the NFC Championship game where him and Matt LaFleur had a hard time communicating, right? So, like, my mind goes to, as a point guard in, in the game of basketball, if stuff isn't working, when am I going to the head coach and be like, yo, this, is, this scheme is no longer working. Time to implement a scheme that works. Like, where does that direct? Well, you probably – we don't know because we wasn't in the sideline in the locker room, but if I'm thinking correctly – they probably are having – they probably had that conversation and said, hey, they're running cover two. Let's get to our two beaters. And the coach goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they never get to it because the situation doesn't allow them to get to it. And that happens a lot where you tell a coach, we need to be doing this. And then they just – they think about when Brad Johnson was on with us and we yeah. 
we talked about the Detroit game where I was running. They were running cover two men, and we kept running digs, digs, and I couldn't get open. And I was like, they're not listening to us. And I went back to the corner, touchdown, saved the game, and we all, you know, won the game and the whole deal because we just made the adjustments on our own. Coaches sometimes, they become stubborn and just don't want to listen. All right, look, I mean, there's so much to talk about with the Packers alone. We didn't even get to Jameis Winston and the Saints, which we're going to do in a little bit because Jameis, oh. Oh. (laughs) You want some good news for the Packers? The last team to lose 38-3 to the Saints was the Bucs last year, week nine. And, of course, they won the Super Bowl. So I guess that means the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. Uh Key will tell you why he continues to be so wrong about one NFL quarterback and someone else is here to rub it in. That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2 on TV. Hi, Keyshawn. Jones has been a problem for a lot of years. Yeah, he was unblockable. It's great to have uh, C. Chan do what he did. Like, I can't, you know, that, 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 it's, it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing to see. He goes out there and does what he does. Man, he deserves it all for sure. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Stafford under center with Henderson is single back. He opens up right. He places. Boots out to his left. Sets his feet and launches. Back deep right. It's caught at the 20. Van Jefferson stumbling to the turf. He was not touched. He gets up. He gets in. Touchdown, L.A. Matthew Stafford throws three touchdowns in his Rams debut. Rams win 34-14 over the Bears. You heard it on ESPN 710 LA as Stafford connected with Van Jefferson for one of the three touchdown passes. Stafford threw for 321 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and zero interceptions. According to Elias, Stafford's the first player in NFL history to win his team debut while passing for 300 yards, three touchdowns, and no INTs. Andy Dalton had 206 passing yards and one interception in his Bears debut. Dalton was 0-for-1 on throws more than 10 yards downfield. Daniil Medvedev um, wins the U.S. Open, denies Novak Djokovic calendar Grand Slam. Med, uh, Medvedev wow. won, well, I want to say Medvedev, but it's Medvedev, <laughs> won 6-4-6-4-6-4 to win first major title. Djokovic was trying to become the first man since Rod Laver in 69 to win all four Grand Slam singles titles in the same year. 
Djokovic remains tied with Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal with 20 career Grand Slams. And Oregon and Iowa enter top five in the AP poll. Uh. Oregon ranked fourth and Iowa's fifth in the latest poll. Both schools had road wins over top ten opponents this past week. Alabama remained number one, of course. Georgia stayed at number two. And Oklahoma rose to number three. Arkansas was rewarded for its home opening win uh, over the Texans, over Texas, with its first appearance in the AP Top 25 in five years, coming in at number 20. <sighs> Welcome to the SEC, Texas. Sports Center is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Look like a million bucks with Dollar Shave Club. Upgrade to a DSC six-blade razor for noticeably smoother shave thanks to their six precision-cut stainless steel blades. Find your perfect shave wherever you shop, in-store and online at dollarshaveclub.com. That's dollarshaveclub.com. A lot of, a lot of names on those. It's, I knew I was going to do that. It's, it's not. Gotcha, gotcha. Max thanks. But every time top I forgot, 25? I forget I'm supposed to do something. Like, well, USC ain't in the top 25. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. We've already covered the Rams win over the Bears, the Saints' dominance over the Pack. There were 12 other games that we need to get to. We're going to cover four of them right now mm. in something we call the no huddle. Mm. Cardinals at Titans. Cardinals beat the Titans 38-13 behind five sacks, two forced fumbles, and an overall dominant performance from Chandler Jones. Kyler Murray threw for four touchdowns. Here's John uh, Gambadoro of Arizona Sports 98-7 on why Key continues to be so wrong about Murray. Oh, Keyshawn, 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 what a bad week for you, my friend. When are you going to learn? It was bad enough that USC got clobbered, but then the Arizona Cardinals, they destroyed the Tennessee Titans on the road, and your boy Kyler Murray could not be stopped. You know that. Four touchdowns passing, another touchdown running, and they go on the road in a hostile environment, and they win 38-13. to Are you kidding me? Didn't you lose $1,000 to me last year, $1,000 to charity, because you didn't believe in Kyler Murray? He's going to be the next quarterback to get $40 million. Mark it down, and the Arizona Cardinals are going to go to the playoffs. Man, you were watching that game, and they were just killing time. I thought I was watching Stanford and USC all over again. When will you learn? Don't bet against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. He's legit. They're legit. You need to learn your lesson. And legit. Gambo Ooh. should watch out for that rattlesnake behind him in the Arizona Mountains. <laughs> Get him, Red Sea. I think they – look, here, here's what I would say. First of all, it's nothing against Kyler Murray. I can't stand the air raid. I cannot stand it. I watched it at USC this past weekend. He is 100% right. It is the worst offense going. They played against the Tennessee Titans, which is a bad defense, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But the Arizona Cardinals look good on offense. You give them their credit. Kyler Murray running around, doing what he does best, heaving the ball – uh, using his legs, Chandler Jones on the defensive side of the ball, five sacks. He abused that left tackle. It was ridiculous. That left tackle needs to go and tr- f- figure out if the National Guards can help save him away from Chandler Jones. But, look, Kyler Murray played fantastic. 289 yards, four touchdowns in the air, one on the ground, an ill-advised pick there. At the end of the day, do I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to make the playoffs? Uh, Hell no. Just keep it positive. I love when I hear you say positive things about the Red Sea. It just makes my soul – Glow and, watching, and, and on top and, of that, Jay, let me finish. Somebody on. stole my voice because that wasn't <laughs> me that made all of those things talk negative about the Cardinals. That wasn't me. Somebody all, else. All I'm saying, Max, is this is the most entertaining team in football, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Watching Kyler Murray, watching D Hop, 
watching J.J. Watt on the defensive end, watching Chandler Jones. I mean, look, he, get paid your money. Get paid your money. Yeah. I mean, in fact, five sacks with the way he came off that edge, I, I don't care about Tennessee. I, I, look, Tennessee was disappointing, but Arizona right. dominated that game. Right, let's not run the huddle offense. Run. Let's run the no huddle. Let's run the no yeah, huddle. Fair. All right, let's get on to the next one. Faster. Dolphins at Patriots. In a battle of former Alabama quarterbacks, Tua Tagovailoa and the Dolphins got the best of Mac Jones and the Patriots with a 17-16 win. Here's our ESPN Patriots reporter, Mike Reese, on Jones's NFL debut. The Patriots lost, but Mac Jones showed promise and also how he doesn't care about memorabilia from his first career touchdown pass. After the throw as Jones jogged to the sideline, receiver Nelson Aguilar tried to hand him the ball, and Jones passed it off. He explained why afterwards, saying, it doesn't really matter. It's just one touchdown. It's not like the game was over right there. We got to score more in the red zone, and we will. The work continues next Sunday against the Jets. Key. Well, you want, you, you, you want me to go first? You said you wanted to say something. I, I, just, I just find it interesting, like even in the loss, when other quarterbacks go through a loss, they kind of get, they go to the woodshed, but when Mac Jones has a loss, it's like, oh, it still looked really, really good. Well, it's a narrative that's being built, and I think when you look at Mac Jones, he did he did a pretty good job at engineering the offense and doing what you know. It's young Tom Brady, early years of Tom Brady, is exactly what you kind of saw with Mac Jones. He, you know, he hit a few shots across the middle, but other than that, he played he played well. I think he played well enough to continue to grow. Next week against the Jets, he'll he'll be able to take that medicine really well. This week, losing to the Dolphins and carrying into the Jets game, and I'm sure he will improve. On that, But on the other side of the business, Tua took care of business for the Miami Dolphins. They went to Foxborough. They got the W. That's all that really matters. I know a lot of people are looking at the stat line with Tua and sitting there going, ah, oh, well, he's not giving us what we want at the quarterback spot. All I want is W's out of my yeah. quarterback, and he got that. Tua's going to have to show some consistency this year after a up and down, let's say, rookie year. And Mac Jones is now where he was. He's a rookie. All right, let's, let's keep this no huddle. Steelers at Bills. Steelers went into Buffalo and beat the darling of the AFC. Oh, they're the hot pick. 23-16. Ben Roethlisberger was 18 for 32 with 188 yards and a touchdown. But the big play came from the Steelers' special teams. Roethlisberger told Sal Pal after the game why the Steelers were able to come away with the win. Overall, guys just didn't panic. Guys didn't worry if they didn't make the right play or make mistakes. And I think the biggest thing is we didn't make that key mistake right a turnover or something that that just changes the game and um i thought guys played well i think i took i think i took the steelers in this game with my bet on friday with my money and everybody looked at me like i was a damn fool but hey i knew mike tomley going into buffalo like ben roethlisberger said there there's no panic he learned under coach tony dungy just stay calm everything will be okay and they stayed calm as that game started to look like maybe it could be one of those barn burner 10 to 3 type games and a swing, then all of a sudden Pittsburgh got some momentum. They changed. They blocked the punt. They go up now. Buffalo hasn't, they haven't been in that spot in their stadium in such a long time where now they're, uh oh, we're supposed to be the darlings. We played in the AFC Championship game a year ago. We didn't know that Pittsburgh would punch back. Yeah, exactly. But guess what? They did. Jay, they got, they, Buffalo punched them in the mouth and Pittsburgh didn't go anywhere. That's fine. That's fine. I had to deal with Keys gloating via text the whole damn game. All I'm saying is Buffalo needs a steady run game. And when you sit there, look, six holding penalties for the offensive line for Buffalo, and the Steelers are selling out on the pass rush. I mean, without a true balance being there, it's it, 
I, I felt like yesterday was a big disappointment for the Bills. Yeah. I, I, know, I know it was a tough game. You know what I saw? You expected more I saw from the, the Bills. Steel, I saw the same Steelers from last year. But Roethlisberger, when he was going good, was dinking and dunking, and the defense was good. Like, that's hey. how they won games last hey, year. I'll it worked 18, for a while. I'll take 18. What I always say about these quarterbacks, we, we, we think that we got to have a statistical freak in the regular season to get to the Super Bowl. That is true to win games, but, last but you year, don't have to have a statistical but, freak. But last year, the league figured them out after a while, and it caught up to them. Well, they, they were, were they were, they they were, were hurt. Up, yeah. Think about it. They were banged up and hurt. But I'll take any day a guy that could go 18-32 right. to 32 for 188 yards, don't turn the ball over, and give me a touchdown. Yeah, just take the W. I'll take it Tomlin always give you at least as many W's as L's, no matter what the circumstance. And finally, Browns at Chiefs. Browns led for most of the game, but two second-half turnovers and a disastrous uh, drop ball by the punter allowed the Chiefs to overcome a 12-point deficit in the second half to win 33-29. Same old Browns. Here's Coach Kevin Stefanski. Disappointed. Came on the road versus a really good football team, really uh, well-coached football team, as everybody knows, and, and we didn't come away with a victory. Uh, so that's really disappointing. Uh, we didn't play our best when it mattered. We didn't coach our best when it mattered. And versus a team like this, you got to play a 60-minute football game. Didn't do that. So, again, disappointed Anytime uh, you, you can't get a win on a road. Yeah, tough environment. Kansas City Arrowheads, one of the toughest stadiums to play in in the National Football League. But what I would say to Kevin Stefanski, you got a quarterback at Baker Mayfield who's 21-28, um, threw for 321 yards. He did have the interception, but that's okay. They can grow from this. It's not all gloom and doom at all. You learn from your mistakes. You go back to the well. Next time you see the Kansas City Chiefs, you will do things way different. I've been in these situations where teams were – outcoached us, outplayed us, and when we saw them a second or a third time around, guess what? We took them to the woodshed. So if Cleveland were to see Kansas City in the playoffs, I probably would put my money on the Cleveland Browns to take care of business against Kansas City. I wouldn't do it in week one, though. Nick Chubb got to hold on to that ball, third quarter. It was, a, it was a critical fumble. And then special teams. I mean, those are little plays that just come back to haunt you if you're the Browns. And you fix that, though. Yes. Next time you see Agreed. them, yes. you know, okay, we made some mistakes here. Okay, we did that there. It's it's simple and easy. They will see them again, and it might just be in the playoffs. 17 straight seasons without winning the opening game for the Browns. 17 So who should they schedule? Seasons. Atlanta. 17 Detroit, Detroit Atlanta, seasons. one of those two teams. Schedule my Giants, that'll fix it. That that, <sighs> that maybe schedule Jeez. the Giants <sighs> or the Jets. Keyshawn J. Will and Max Mercer. presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Now it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Let's stay on this game, guys. Um, you know, early on in that game, it looked like it could be a blowout the way the Browns were running the ball, the way that – and but, 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 you know Patrick Mahomes is on the other side. And even in the Super Bowl last year, I was thinking, I don't, I don't know, mate, is there a way he can come back in this game? Because it's Mahomes, and he had that crazy play – where he sidearms it all the way down the field behind the defense. I mean, I, what were you? Did you think the Chiefs were out of the game at any point, Key? Nope, not at all. But, I always felt like Andy Reid, Eric Bien, we just talked about adjustments. They were going to make the necessary adjustments. It just took them a minute to figure out exactly what Cleveland was doing with their offense on the defensive side. Once they started to understand some of the things that they were doing, the stunts, the games, the twists, they was able to pick it up and realize, oh, okay, we can do this with Kelsey. We can put Patrick on the perimeter on the run, give him a two-way go. All of those sort of things 
you make those adjustments, and all of a sudden you right back in the game. And now Cleveland gets tight because they wasn't expecting that, and then the rest is history. You roll up and you get the W. And they did all this. The Cleveland Browns played well even without OBJ. Now, OBJ in the lineup, it may change slightly, but I don't think it changed that. It wouldn't be that significant to get them over the hump because, again, the Chiefs are there. Cleveland's trying to get there. You know, Joe Woods, the defensive coordinator for the Browns, has been considered to be on a hot seat for a little bit for the way they played last year, too. Defensively, this team kind of breaking down, what you saw them do in the second half. But I, I walked away watching that game, Key, asking myself a big question. Like, why was Tyreek Hill in single coverage? Like, you know, that one play, I think they were up nine late in the game, had him singing, like, Patrick Mahomes made, like, a 75-yard pass. It was a deep pass, single coverage by himself, and it was just gone. And the game just felt like it got out of reach at that time. Well, that's time. game planning, and that's adjustments, and that's knowing exactly what coverage they're going to be in. So you put the formation to dictate the coverage, and that's what they did. They found a matchup on one-on-one single coverage, and at the end, you, you, you know it's like, okay, we're going to get him matched up on this dude. But in order to get him matched up, we got to get in this certain personnel grouping. That way now we know exactly what it is so Patrick will know, Tyreek will know, and we dial up so the let, right let me, play. Let me, so let's, let me digest, pre-digest that for everyone. When Jay, which a lot of people think, like which I think when I'm watching, like, hold up. You're covering the fastest land mammal with one dude and Patrick Mahomes is throwing him the ball. Key, what you're saying is that doesn't happen by accident. That's a result of offensive strategy in terms of groupings, et cetera, et cetera, to create single coverage on Tyreek Hill. And it's not single coverage. It was a zone coverage. And what they did, all they did was run him across on a deep crosser, which allowed him to get up on the safety. So the, the corner passed him off to the safety, but they knew that the corner would pass him off to the safety based on the formation that they were in, which was stupid. It, it just, it just it, you, it, you shouldn't. So that's Reed like, and the knowing that they got guys yeah, who can take advantage of, of the situation. Absolutely. It's like, how can we get him matched up on the safety? Here's how. Put him on the left side. <laughs> let's run him on a deep crosser because typically when a quarterback rolls to the right, the defender floats to the side the quarterback is going to. Now all of a sudden his eyes are off Tyreek. He goes to the safety. Safety, I mean, once he's flat-footed, it's a wrap. So, Jay, you and I, we were all texting and stuff, and the thought is, wait a minute, is that a crazy throw by Mahomes that could get picked, right? Like, is he – or is that a smart throw? And and it seems like – The defender didn't even see no, the ball. He didn't even see the ball until I text like, y'all back and said, no, that's a smart throw. Yeah. I text yeah. everybody. It was like, that's, a, that's what he was – that's what he wanted to do. It wasn't like some it is. freak of nature. That's what he wanted to do. He knew based on – what he was doing, where his receivers were going to be. He knows his offense. He knows a guy's here, a guy's here, somebody's coming on the backside on the deep crosser. So when my eyes tell me as a quarterback, I'm going from low to high, he's taught to go from low to high in these situations because a deep crosser has to develop. So as he's moving out of the pocket, Kelsey's in front of him, whoever else is on the sideline, all that trash is covered up. I'm taking my eyes off of that. I'm looking downfield. It's now developed. I'm going to heave it. I got my guy matched up on that guy, which is a safety. He's a duck. I'm getting ready to shoot him down. And, and, and that, Jay, like, all that is true. And then Patrick Mahomes escaping pressure, running toward the sideline, <laughs> throwing across his body like that <laughs> down it's the like field. A like a from the side, man. It's, it's just ridiculous. You forget how special, how special and talented he is. Like, I feel like this offseason, I, I guess it's because their O-line was depleted last year, Key, all that talk about, hey, they retooled it. But it's still like when you see him, man, you're just like, damn, you never feel like they're out of the game when you got Patrick Houdini Mahomes. I don't, I don't feel – there's a, there's a handful of quarterbacks 
that, and we always have these arguments that are in this league that whether it's Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, as bad as Aaron Rodgers played, I still feel good about him. As old as Ben Roethlisberger played, I mean, he is, I feel good about him. Those guys, I'm good with. I don't worry about anything. And obviously, terrific Tom is terrific Tom. We saw what he did with a minute 24 left on the clock against Cowboy Nation. Physically, what Mahomes did, I think of Roger. I'm trying to think of who else physically is capable, not just of making that play one time, but of a dude where you're a dude where you're like he can go ahead and do that, and I'm confident that consistently he's going to get that done. Rogers, Mahomes, who else? Who with you got to have the the foot speed, the arm strength, the accuracy, the the protection the, of the, the ball. Guy, but 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 all, all the guys that I just named, all of them that I named, maybe Brady doesn't do that because he can't get away. But in terms of some of those throws and the stuff that Tom does, you sit back and you just go, okay, Ben Roethlisberger, same thing. It looks weird because Ben's uh, uh, lumbering alone, but he could all of a sudden heave the ball somewhere. He'd be like, did he just do that? Yeah. I mean, that, it, Russell Wilson, those type of guys. And eventually, I think Kyler Murray, and I hate this offense, I think Kyler Murray will be that type of guy where all of a sudden just, just, there's a certain magic that happens with certain guys. Justin Fields. Maybe that's straight talk, straight talk wireless, no contract. So I stole my voice again. No compromise. Of course, again, I've had it happen. Let's hear times. from you on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're asking, what's your biggest overreaction from week one, Mike in Cleveland? Uh, how you doing? It's not an overreaction. I actually tried to call all last week to let you guys know because Jay Will was real big on Baker Mayfield, and I'm from Cleveland. And uh, I have to deal with the Baker apologists. I've been dealing with them for four years. At the end of the day, Baker just doesn't get the job done. He had opportunity last year against Kansas City to put us on the back and get us, to the, get us a playoff win. He went seven plays for 12 yards. Twice yesterday, he had an opportunity to put us on his back and get us a win, and he didn't do it again. Baker doesn't have any signature wins in his NFL career. He cannot get it done, and the Browns will not make the playoffs. That's my hot take. All right. This was against a team that just got to the Super Bowl last year, and I know expectations were for the Browns to win this game. They were up 22-10, to so I can see the frustration. But I'm not going to sit here and say that the Browns aren't going to make the playoffs based upon a game where, look, man, like if if special teams, you get a kick. If the snap wasn't off to the side, you you still find ways to be in this ballgame. Travis Kelsey was a beast in this ballgame. I get it. But the defense still looked good. Nick Chubb doesn't turn the ball over. It's a different style of game. So they're right there, man. They're young. And I'll take Baker Mayfield, who's a young quarterback, who who yesterday was dealing 21-28 without OBJ, the interception by Mike Hughes toward the end of the game. But you also are trying to pick on a first-round corner that had some injury history in Minnesota. But if he stays healthy in Kansas City, mark this down, Max, because I know you like to do this stuff. He's a top five corner in the National top Football League if he stays healthy. So you, you, you look at that and you got to say to yourself, Baker Mayfield is giving Cleveland Browns exactly what they need at the quarterback spot. I'll say this, though, Key. I hear you. I like mm-hmm. Baker. He's good. The thing about the signature wins, like he had that close game with Lamar where Lamar comes out of the locker room. and What, we, what you just said, what we were talking about, Mahomes, Rodgers, some dude, that's not Baker. That dude's like, if you're looking for Baker to be that, that, what he is plus that extra something to make that Mahomes play, that's, that to me does not look like him. Yet. He looks like – you think he can become that? It, the, the play. 
the, like like bailing them out of situation. I think yeah, he yeah. can't. He's never going to be just maybe in a different way. A different the way, way you said Tom Brady does it in a yeah, different way. Different yeah. way. He's yeah. never going to be athletically as gifted as Patrick Mahomes. We saw that when he was running from the damn police at Oklahoma that they tackled him on the on the curb. So we already know that. But I I, I think Baker Mayfield is there to stay at Cleveland. The Cleveland Brown fans should take a deep breath. And pause. Oh, yeah, you're looking good right now. if you turn your back on Baker Mayfield, you'll wish that you did. Yeah, you got a good quarterback. You, you got, got an excellent team. You got a coach. You got everything. He was on the road. Yeah. And, yes. yeah, almost beat the Chiefs on Come the road. On, Everyone yes. calm down. Just Damn. chill. Chill for a minute. You, 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 lose by, you lose by a few points on the road in Arrowhead Stadium against the Kansas City Chiefs, who were defending AFC champions, who lost to a Tampa Bay Buccaneer team. And some people would argue if that offensive line was intact, Kansas City probably would have won the game. I like the callers' overreactions. I want to get to more of these overreactions a little I bit. I didn't realize Tyreek Hill had damn near 200 yards. Yeah. I didn't realize Tyreke that. Hill. A coach who might be done after one game. coach who could be done after one game. Is that, is that something? We'll overreact quit? to week one. <laughs> damn. <laughs> on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Yeah, we're going to overreact. We're going to have people are going to call in and give us overreactions. That we, that. We're also allowed to overreact. Why not? Yeah. ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, what are your, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, smart speakers, anywhere in the universe, there's communication. Piece of technology, we're here. Yes, pretty we'll be much. Back in a, what, a couple minutes. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. See you in a minute.